podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Sam Keir, host of Hitman for Hire, a year in the life of a franchise cricketer. For the past 12 months, I've been talking to T20 star David Visa, getting his take from behind the scenes at the IPL, the 100 and the rest of the world's biggest leagues. That's the Donnelly View system, DLS. There's no <laughs> ways in my mind that was up. These guys don't know how to win at this stage. He had his driver pick him up in his Bentley. People start chanting your name. You kind of have to pinch yourself. Hitman for Hire, a year in the life of a franchise cricketer. Listen now, wherever you get your podcasts. Sport Social. This message is sponsored by Amazon. I want to get back to kissing the cheeks of my grandbabies, making Sunday dinner with a house full of family and lots of laughs. <laughs> COVID-19 has changed how we live and how we feel, but now there are vaccines. It's okay to have questions. Now get the facts. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision about COVID-19 vaccines. It's up to you. Brought to you by the Ad Council. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Gentlemen, and welcome to the Fatback 480. It is Tuesday, the 27th of August. I am Gav, as always. Um, this show tonight is brought to you by Paddy Power, as always. Uh, Paddy Power is a bookmaker, so you can get their app on Apple devices, Android devices, all the devices. Uh, if you gamble, gamble responsibly. Go on there. You can get your odds on Liverpool. You can get the specials we do every week on the LFC Day Trip as part of Paddy Power's uh, app. And every sport going, everything, anything you need an odds on. Um, absolutely go to Paddy Power and they will look after you. Uh, if you don't gamble, you know yourself, you know the, you know the uh, message by now. Disregard everything I've said, it's not for you. That is absolutely no problem whatsoever. Um, what are we going to do tonight? Um, well, we're going to have a chat around Bobby Duncan. I think we're going to start with that. Uh, we're going to go with whatever else you come up with, anything else you come up with, throw it in there. You know the rule. Anything you have, whether it's football, non-football, Liverpool, non-Liverpool, anything you want. Throw it in there and we'll see how we get on. With me tonight, I have the host of the cup table, Peter Phillips. Um, he's going to help me through this next half an hour or so. And um, if you have anything random for Peter and you want to try to catch him out, absolutely walk away. Uh, Peter, how the hell are you? Very good, thanks, Gav. Yeah, uh, looking forward to the show again. Good uh, good win at the weekend and uh, looking forward to Burnley at the this coming weekend now. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, I said we're going to start on um, we're going to start on Bobby Duncan. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, there's talk that there's talk around Bobby Duncan that he's looking for a new challenge. He's not happy that he hasn't been. Apparently, he's not happy that he's not getting a look in in the first team squad. Um, I think it was Fiorentina were meant to be um, meant to be looking at him for a loan or, or or a permanent deal. And I think it might have been a team somewhere in Scandinavia as well. Um, what, what do you make of this, Pierre? Because for me, it's a bit rich coming from a player that got into a pre-season. Tour 
you know, because our main men were were after being away at international tournaments, and all of a sudden now he's not happy that he's not in the first team squad. Am I am I being a bit harsh on him there? Um, it all depends what's going on behind the scenes, doesn't it? I think um, we don't know what what Bobby Duncan's being being told or being being promised, if you like, by by the club when he when he came from. Manchester City, I know he saw his contract out there, didn't he let it run down and, and move to Liverpool for um, for a free transfer. So, um, like you say, it seems that uh, it, there's been a couple of clubs from abroad interested in taking Bobby Fiorentina, like you said, with a with an option of uh, a loan loan to buy deal. Something I think they offered it around 1.8, 1.6 million between that, um, according to to the Liverpool Echo and a Danish club, FC Norseland, was supposed to be interested in taking uh, him on loan as well. So I just think it seems that the club are, are happy to keep hold of him at the moment. And it, it all depends on, on, on the player as well. Does, does he see his, his, this coming season spending his time with the under-23s or is he is he wanting to push on towards the first team? Obviously, you've got Brewster, who looks to be ahead of him in the pecking order, doesn't he? So... Um, it's, it's going to be an interesting situation with Duncan. Does does he go to the club and say he wants to leave, or is he is he happy to to listen to what the club is saying and spend the the season with the the twenty threes? And depending on what happens throughout the season, he he may, he may get looking in league cup games or FA cup games, things like that. So I just think it's it's one of them to to be kept an eye on. Yeah, it's just like Kevin Sullivan says here. The talk of Duncan wanting away uh, surprises me. Considering he 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 waited a year to get to Liverpool, um, could this be? I don't mean to be cynical on this, Peter, but could this be a, an agent throwing stuff out there, maybe looking for a better deal for the player? You know, maybe getting an improved deal because he went on the on the American tour in pre-season. Could it be something like that? Quite possibly, yeah. Could be people working behind the scenes to try and um, to try and get maneuver him into to a different position within the squad, or or whether that's to, to try and get him a move away, but as we've seen in the in the past with players at Liverpool who who rock the boat, then the the club don't tend to see uh, to look on this in a, in a good way. Do they? We've had the like of, likes of Sacco and, and Markovic who've who've been made to train at the academy in the past, haven't we? And also um, Kent's another one who who's, doesn't know what's going on with him. I think he's uh, he's another one who, whose future is up in the air. So I just think if you don't want to sort of rub the club up the wrong way because they're they're prepared to to, to dig the heels in themselves and obviously the the club's bigger than than any player and always will be so um, I think if it is an agent working behind the scenes then he'd have a lot to answer for in my opinion. Yeah, look, I, I'm I'm probably being a bit cynical there on that, but I, I've seen stuff like you know um, the Raheem Sterling thing is the big one. Um, you know where an agent got involved. Then you had the guy that uh, the player's name is going to be. He ended up at Watford. Sinclair. Uh, yeah, Sinclair. Um, you know, again looking for you, you know contracts and stuff like that. It's just uh, this. This strikes me as a player with a, with a lot of potential. Don't get me wrong. Absolutely, don't get me wrong. But it, it strikes me as a player and something maybe going on in the background where. The, the one, they're manoeuvring themselves into a position for the kind of you know force Liverpool's hand a little bit maybe on a new contract but look it's 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 one of those things I just thought it was a bit strange 
when it come up uh, today. Peter, I have you on tonight, and we have we're having a discussion last night over Anfield. Um, we are having discussions over the the capacity it could go up to the area itself, um, the infrastructure, the facilities, the the match day experience. You know, you go to a hell of a lot of games at Anfield. Um, so I thought I know this discussion went on last night, but I thought I'd ask you about it again. Um, and sorry, just before I do, uh, kicker are. Uh, hinting at a fresh bidding bid from Ger- a German side for Lovren, um, apparently. So I'll, if anyone else wants to come along and, and add to that and see see where we're going with that, um, by all means do, and we'll have a look at it towards the end of the show. Up here, <coughs> Anfield itself. So the talk is that the the planning permission for the existing plans to extend the Anfield Road end have now passed without Liverpool acting on them. The the talk from the club was, you know, the words coming from them was a new, bigger, more ambitious plan for Anfield. Um, I don't really want to go into the, the planning debate and, and stuff like that, but for, for you, from your point of view as somebody that goes to the majority of games at Anfield every season, what's the change been like in the area over the last, say, I suppose five, ten years, you know, with the development of the main stand and the area around the ground? Cause from, because for me, over the last 10, 15 years, it's it's astronomical the, the change around the area. Yeah, well, well, since the the building of the new main stand, obviously all the all the houses behind that was was knocked down, and I think the club um, bought a, a lot of the a lot of them houses off the the people who owned them didn't even to enable them to build that that new main stand. So yeah, the the, the change in that area has been um, it's been unbelievable. Really, you've also got the the new club shop on that site as well, um, and it's enabled. To have the fan park at the back as well, where, where all the the kids and that can go and do some little games of football, and sometimes you have the the mighty red mascot knocking around there and and things like that. So it's it's been really good, and obviously the employment in the area it's, it's brought a lot of um, jobs in for for people who who are working in in and outside the stadium. So the change has been absolutely brilliant, and for for anyone who's been to the to the to the new main stand. And, and witnessed it for themselves, then it's it's an unbelievable um, place to watch the game. And if you, you up in the clouds there, you, you can see over all three stands. So it's it's a uh, it's a fantastic uh, viewpoint. But yeah, if um, we go ahead also with the the Anfield Road, then it's going to make it even um, an even better stadium, isn't it? All, all four sides or with near near enough um, equal. And then there's there's also talk of. Um, in the future as well, that there could be a, another uh, extension to the cop, which would which would be a, another um, another great asset to the club. So yeah, it's uh, it's it's one to keep an eye on. It's it looks like it's in the pipeline, and there's also talk of the new train station being built, isn't it, towards Anfield because the the, the nearest station is is quite a few miles away from the from the stadium. So if you can get a, a train station closer in as well, that'd be um, even better. So yeah, it's it's all positive um, news surrounding the the stadium at the moment. I think. A couple of people mentioned there. Chris Black says the club needs to improve the facilities on the cop, um, and the Kenny as it's like going back in time compared to the the main stand facilities. In fairness, most things were the main stand is what three years old now is it? We're our third season with the main new main stand. Um, you know it's. It's going to be way above what what's in the Kenny Dalglish stand and 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 the cop as it stands now. The cop is the, the cop is twenty five years old. I think it's seating about twenty five years now, isn't it? 
would be. Um, mm-hmm. You know, North Red says raised a cup up like Dortmund's yellow wall. It's intimidating now. What it be be like then? Just looking at just looking at the extension because somebody said to me last night, Peter, eighty thousand. Let's go for eighty thousand. I find it hard to see where Liverpool can put eighty thousand seats in this area that they have now. Like if I look. Like, I'll put it to you, right? If you wanted to forget the Kenny Dalglish stamp from me for the moment, right? Because I think that'll be the hardest to develop because the house is back right onto the onto the car park there. Um, but if you look at if you look at the Anfield Road end and the cop end, uh, if we were to extend them, are we going to have to go over the road at the Anfield Road because you do have that fan park directly behind? Are they going to have to reroute a road? And the same with the cop. You come out the back, you have the big club store there. You have. You have the pub just on the corner, and you have the Walton Brick Road that, that runs fairly close to the cop as well. What way would you see them trying to do it, if say, for, for, for both them ends? What way would they have to try to walk around it? Yeah, the, there was a, a piece in the Liverpool Echo not long ago that, that sort of tried to, to explain the situation, uh, what would happen if the, if the Anfield Road end, which was the subject at the time, was to be extended, and, and there was talk of the roads having to be... Um, rerouted around around the stadium because of, of the impact that it would would have um, on the local roads. And I think if if the cop was was to be um, extended, that's that's that would, goes without saying, doesn't it? Because the roads directly behind, mm-hmm. pretty much similar with the Anfield Road as well. Yeah. So uh, it's the the whole infrastructure of the area would would have to be developed and and um, and changed. So there will be a lot of work going on. Uh, not just on the stadium, uh, but also the the surrounding areas for it for all to to come together really. Yeah, like it's for me, it's like the Anfield Road. When you come out the back of the Anfield Road end, you're on the Anfield Road. You step out of that turnstile and you're on the street. You know, you, you're yeah. on the you're on the roadway. Like the cop, you have a little bit more to play with when you come out, especially around the corner of the new main stand. But just to put eighty thousand seats in there, I think it's the way things sit now. It's a little bit optimistic. Um, I really, I really do think that. Um, let me see. Uh, Super Al says, can't we close the part, uh, that part of any road permanently? Assume all part of a major redevelopment plan. Super Al is mad into this redevelopment plan. Um, but as I said to him before, we're going to have to wait and see, you know, exactly what way the plans are. Because when they bring out the plans for whether it be the, the Anfield Road and the Cop, the Kangag Leaf Stand, um, they're gonna have to show the surrounding area, and you get a better idea as exactly what they're looking for. Then, um, just moving on though, um, and on to some football. A good win at the weekend here. Um, you know, I made it perfectly clear over the weekend. I thought the coverage of the game um, by certain broadcasters was disgraceful. Um, they talked Arsenal for eighty minutes in a game that they never came close to winning, nowhere near close to winning. Um, three from three, and. I'm quite happy we have Burnley in this game before we we um we, we cut for the international break. Are you confident going into this weekend with the start that we've had? Yeah, pretty much so. You you have have to be confident, don't you, going into to the game top of the league three out of three. Um, obviously Burnley's not too too far away, so there's not going to be a an awful amount of travelling to be done. No no long trains or or plane journeys for us. It's just like a 45 minutes an hour uh, coach journey down the road so that's that's another positive going in into this game but seems um, from from the reports that I've, I've read the past couple of days that this is possibly a game that the club could uh, rotate one or two players um, just before the international break 
can't see it being any of the any of the front three. I think they'll still still start the game. Although, depending on how things go, they they may come off um, to give themselves a, a little bit of a, a rest um, before the international break. But midfield there could be an area where um, we could change. Milner could possibly come into that, and Chamberlain's another one who's who's a possibility of coming into the midfield. You've also got Joe Gomez, who's who sat out the past and run out and. Um, if Trent's called up, I don't know whether England's playing or not. If, if Trent's called up, he, he could look to to give him a little bit of a, a breather in this game. Um, you've also got Shakiri, who hasn't had any minutes whatsoever, has he? Um, this season, he's another one who who could possibly come into the lineup or or could be utilised off the bench. So, from from the reports that I've been reading, that there's there could be one or two changes from the from the clock might look to. Sunderland. Well, we have another full week off to prep. Um, are they home or away? It's interest. I'll be interested to see if they're home or away tomorrow, Chris. Um, Chris also also says Burnley away would be the perfect game for Milner. I tend to agree. I think if there's going to be a change, it might be a midfield, and you might see Milner come in for one of the lads. Um, Philip Greeley says he heard we're looking to sign Matip up on a new deal. We were talking about that last night, Philip. Um, the rumour going around is that the, uh, Liverpool are ready to offer uh, Matip a new deal. I'll get Peter's thoughts on that now in a couple of seconds. Um, Mick reckons that Gomez comes in for Trent. Um, I don't know. I, I have this thing where he goes as strong as he can until this international break. That's just the way I feel about it. Um, and then he gets gets the international break, gets through it, see who comes back and who's in good nick when they come back and go from there. But you will see a little bit more of rotation, I think, after the international break, especially amongst the players that will have to go away and play. Um, Burnley are at home tomorrow night, says Chris back. Um It'd be interesting though, it's a, it's a competition Burnley should be looking to go go far in considering where they may finish in the league. Um, John Matip uh, here, um, outstanding again at the weekend. I've, I, I always, whenever I mention John Matip, I have to kind of say that I was one that that, that didn't rate him. Um, I was one that felt I would have had Lovren in before him, going back 12 months ago. But I think the biggest thing for, for John Matip, I believe it or not, and it might sound crazy, but I think the biggest thing for Joe Matip was Joe Gomez's form at the start of last season. I think Matip may have looked at Lovren before that and thought, I'll get in before him. You know, there's always a mistake in him. He doesn't play too many games on the regular. He doesn't put a string of games together. And then Joe Gomez shows up and plays 13 games on the trot and outstanding, gets an injury. And I think Matip then realises, oh, I have to get in here and I have to make this, this count. And I think that's been a massive to his psychology. He's a lot more aggressive. He's a lot more front foot. Um, he's a lot more assertive but when it comes to a contract Peter sign him up Is that your, would that be your opinion as well sign him up and give him a deal for maybe a two year extension or a three year extension yeah I think he, he deserves um, a new deal most definitely so when he came in on the, the free transfer from, from Germany can't remember which, which club he signed from but um, took us a little a little bit of time to settle didn't he but once he, he found his feet, he's um, he, he's come good and he's he's a really useful player to have in in, in the centre of our defence. Not just for his his aerial ability, but he can bring out for the ball from the back. He he sometimes decides on going on them little crazy runs of his, doesn't he? And takes the ball into to midfield and, and gets himself into some useful positions. But he he's he's played in a defensive midfield role out in Germany in the past, so he, he's got that in his his locker. To he feels comfortable when moving into them areas of the field with the ball. So, yeah, he's, 
Um, he's definitely a player that's that's very useful to our squad, and um, he's pretty much now a, a regular first choice, isn't he? So for me, it's it's a no-brainer to offer him a new contract. I think he's only got ten months left on his deal, so um, you don't want to be leaving that to go down too long, have you? Because obviously we've seen with the likes of uh, Emre Can, who's who stalled and stalled over deals, and we've ended up losing a player who's probably worth what. 15, 25, 15 to 20 million pound in, in the transfer market, and we we had to let him go on a on a free transfer last season. So I think um, with the likes of Matip coming down now, I think that it won't be too long, if not um, in the very near future, that you'll see some sort of deal offered to to Joel Matip. James Milner's another one whose contract's running down, isn't it? So um, obviously his age is is against him. Whether the club does decide to offer Milner. Um, Another contract that that'd be another one that could be looked at. It'd be interesting to see what the the people in the comments section would would say about the the offer of a, a contract to James Milner. Me personally, I'd um, I'd be all for offering him offering him another one or two years to add to his his current contract due to the the fact that his experience and his his um, his know how and the way he is around the dressing room with all the other other lads seems to be one of the the main characters in that dressing room, doesn't he? And puts everyone at ease. And if you need uh, a bit of an arse kicking at half time or, or whatever, he, he's one of them them people who's prepared to stand up and, and do that. Because I think he's the vice captain of the, the club as well, isn't he? So um be interesting to see what happens with Milner. But on the, the original point of Joel Matip, I think, yeah, we, we definitely will um, be offering him an, a new deal in the, in the very near future. And hopefully he'll sign up for, for a few more years as well. Um, yeah, I'm actually in, in agreement with you on that, um, with Milner and Matip. Um, North Red is having a great time about Arsenal Fan TV. He said that um, they're all on there, they're absolute balloons. They're telling each other that they gave as good as they got. Um, this, this uh, Some fella called Toy says they didn't hammer us. Um, maybe he puts it to the sword and it could have been, all right, you probably could have had two. Um, but we could have had seven or eight. We really, really could. Um, Mooney Rowland, um, I've never seen that name on here before, so you're welcome. He says, Virgil, uh, Salah, Mane, the likes, are huge players for us. But is, is Trent um, one, one of our most important players too? His attack and threat can't be underestimated. I'm convinced we'd have won the league had he not got... I don't know what's going on there. Um, injured last season. He was out for the games we drew. Um, Trent for me hasn't had the best start to the season um, he looks a little bit hesitant um, I'm constantly saying that word hesitant about Trent just a li- not a lack of belief in himself but just a little bit of aggression I think he was missing now don't get me wrong I thought he was excellent on, on Saturday he was back to what he, what he was really good at he was, he, was getting into, he was getting his tackles done he was doing his defensive duties he was really high up the pitch he was, he was dribbling with the ball he was passing it he was, he was really excellent Balls into the box. Same with uh, Robertson on the far side. But for me, Trent, I think he's an outstanding talent. I really do. But I think he just he just needs to be... Like, he's only 20 years of age or whatever. And this will come. He just needs to be absolutely sure of himself. And when he realises, and actually realises how good a player he is and how good a side he's playing in, I think he, he will go on to be... He could go down as one of the best right-backs Liverpool have ever had. I believe that. I genuinely believe that. I think when you talk about, in 20 years' time, when you're talking about the best right-backs Liverpool have ever had, I think Trent Alexander-Arnold will definitely be in that um, 
in that conversation if he continues on the trajectory that he's on. Um, we've about we've about ten minutes left, I think, probably a little bit less. Um, if you're on Periscope watching this, hit the share button, share it onto your timeline. Um, and if you're on YouTube, thanks for watching on YouTube. If you're watching and you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button. Um, cost you nothing. This is absolutely free. It will always be free. The only thing I ask you is to spread the word. If you spread the word, the more people we get on here, the more opinions, the better. Um, we have about six or seven minutes left. If you have any random questions, non-football um, would be even better. Um, throw them at me and Peter for the last couple of minutes. and um, It's always a bit of fun when we do that. Um, let me see. Mick says a few of our players up their level versus Arsenal could, uh, could be to do with the late pre-season. You know, you know something, um, Peter? I've been amazed at the standard of play we've had coming back. Now, I know we've won games and Norwich was handy, Southampton was hard work, but more so because of the Super Cup. And I thought the other day we were brilliant. But, look, let's look at the likes of Bobby Firmino. Come back to the World Cup last year, looked very lethargic for the first couple of months of the season. Um, you know, it's it's for me, it's, um, it's night and day his form this season, isn't it, compared to last yeah, he's he's been outstanding since he came back um, from uh, from pre-season. Really, yeah, he's he stayed out with Brazil, didn't he? I think they they won the the Copa America. Obviously, that's given him a big boost in confidence, uh, scoring goals and, and winning that trophy over there. But yeah, since since he's come back, he he's just looked um, he's looked phenomenal. The way he's he's like the glue that sticks that team together, isn't he? And you've seen at the weekend uh, at one point in the game. Uh, Firmino chased, I think it was a, a defender and then a midfielder near enough back to his own own penalty area. So his work rate is just absolutely outstanding, and to to go alongside that, the talent that he's got with his his first touches, his vision, his his creativity, his, his movements on and off the ball is is second to none. And I think he's he's very much an underrated player by the by the press in this country. I think we see more. Salad and, and Firmino, uh, Salad and Mane as the the two main threats. But I think without Firmino in, in the side, the, these two players wouldn't be half the the players that they are because he, he does so much work in and around that that front three to to help them out during games. So yeah, he's been um, he's been phenomenal since he came back, and I, I expect him to to have probably one of his his best seasons in, in a Liverpool shirt, most definitely. He's also commented that. Recently, hasn't he? How comfortable he is at the club and how, how welcome he's been made to feel. He's he's thought to himself he, he's never never imagined to, to be um, welcomed or, or loved by the the fans the way he is in Liverpool. He loves playing in the stadium. Loves everything about the club. So he's um, he's vital for our team going forward and long may his form continue. Okay. Um... Mooney Rowland asks views on Brewster. I would like to see him get a few minutes off the bench. Um, I think you'll see Brewster after the after the international break. I think that's when you'll start to see the likes of Shakiri get a bit a few more minutes. You'll see Lalana get a little bit more. I think you might see Brewster on the bench for one or two games. Um, but as I said, we need to start using this squad as early as we possibly can. Um, don't do it. You know. Don't do it towards the end of the season when you when you when you when you have to do it because you can earlier on in the season it gives everyone a break and it makes it that little bit more fresh when it comes into the run in you know April May. Um, Mick has a very interesting question for us, Peter. I'll, I'll take a force and let you have a little think. 
which way round do you make a cup of tea? Um, cup of tea, uh, tea bag in the cup, hot water in on top of the tea bag, store the tea bag, squeeze the tea bag, add milk, add sugar, store, drink. Um, that's the way I go. Uh, Peter, do you do it any way different to me? Yeah, into the kitchen, turn left, round the table, <laughs> straight to the kettle. <laughs> and when it, and is it milk forced water forced is it you know I know I know people that I know people that you know make it and they stick the milk and the sugar into the cup with the tea bag they just pour it in squeeze the tea bag store and walk away is it um, do you do it is that the way you do it yeah boil the kettle hot hot water over the the tea bag first then uh, add the sugar then add the milk squeeze the tea bag um, and then that's it. Tea bag in, into the bin. But I'm not really. I'm not a tea drinker to be honest. I'm more. Um, I'm more coffee myself. I, um, I, I don't drink it. Yeah, I'm more uh, a coffee drinker. So um, it's usually milk first with that. If if anybody's interested, um, coffee in then the water, so you don't burn the coffee. Whether I'm doing it wrong with the tea bags, I'm not sure. But that's the way I. That's the way I go around it. All right, and one last one. Super Al asks. Which Olympic, which Olympics most iconic memory um, from your past, excluding London? His is Barcelona, the high, high dive board in 1992. I don't know what that fucking is. That's, it's diving in the water. Um, who, who, who was diving? Who, who, who got it for you? My Olympic memory, um, my best Olympic memory, boat boxing. Um, first one was, uh, Michael Carruth winning gold in Barcelona in 92 for Ireland. And the second one was Katie Taylor winning uh, gold. Actually in London, wasn't it? She won in 2012, so I can't have that. I'll just take Michael Carruth winning the box. Um, I thought it was brilliant. Um, and then the girl that was uh, the girl that won all the swimming medals for Ireland, and it turned out she was on a load of drugs. So I thought that was great. Um, but look, she, she got caught. What can you do? Um, we're going to leave it there. Um... That's been uh, the Fatback for Daily for Tuesday. Um, if one person is on there saying something about the sound. Now, I don't know what's going on with the software, um, but their setup is absolutely spot on, and the software is sending this out in a different way. We're actually working on it. We've bought, we've bought new equipment today. Um, some of it arrived today. Some of it will arrive in the next day or two, and we're in the next week anyway. We'll have a brand new setup with regards to... Um, regards to this you won't be looking at um you won't be looking at me sitting in a room with lovely wallpaper behind i'll have i'll actually take your suggestions wherever you want behind me it's all green screen stuff and all going on it's way too technical for me i literally hone up with a cup of tea and press play or press record and i go from there but within the next week or so to be a brand new setup this screen will probably look the same but um the likes of the software and stuff is being upgraded and checked because we have had a couple of issues over the last few days nothing to do with us we're um we're absolutely doing what we're meant to do it's just this is is becoming a little bit less reliable so we'll have to wait and see um but look i just thought i don't know why i didn't explain that to you like that's that's 15 seconds of your life you can never you can never get back but what can i do um peter thanks a minute for joining me i'll talk to you soon yeah no problem gav uh, enjoyed it again thanks everybody for the for the comments superb good stuff uh someone's called me gav goldbridge i'm not as smart as that man um that man is a genius um, he looks like he's in a high-tech studio. The chances are I'll take a picture of a pub and stick it behind me. 
um or a farmyard anything is one that i'll do it um but yeah no that's been it that's been the fat back for daily we will be back tomorrow with you at 10 p.m start thinking of your bets for the weekend people start thinking of your special bets start lashing them into the comments here tomorrow night at 10 o'clock i am going to pick somebody to put the bet forward this week and um you know yourself the winner stays on you know we'll explain it all again to people tomorrow but that's been it have a good one enjoy the rest of your tuesday talk to you soon over now so let's say you're into yoga or pilates or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me either way you know being flexible is key to doing what you love that's why smoothie king created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us with whole fruits and organic veggies plus type 2 collagen make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health so try the stretch and flex smoothie and tart cherry or pineapple kale order online today for pickup or delivery smoothie king rule the day Time to fire up the grill. Time to go to Total Wines and find the perfect flavor to pair with those burgers. Ooh, I love their beer cooler. (laughs) You love their prices even more. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. Sports Social Podcast Network.